Everyone ready? All right, let's see, Davey Davies. Does it get it right right now with the intro? Negative. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Film Hustlers. You got it right, Davey Davies. It feels like we've been here for a long time. Yeah, we've been sitting here for like three hours arguing. Hey, dog, you guys said 7 o'clock. No, fool, we said 5. We kind of said 5.30. What time did you get here, Ryan? 6.30. Okay. Oh, I want to go back because we have a lot of new listeners. And I just want to make sure that people understand what the show's about. We are the Film Hustlers. We uh, talk about movies. We talk about independent film. We talk about streamers. We talk about studios. We kind of talk about all kinds of movies. But the main goal of the show is to talk about how you can make your own movie. Now, we've been talking about making movies for four seasons. This is a fourth season. And this year... We decided, let's do what we say. Instead of telling people how to do it or suggesting or giving advice or saying how, you know, what our life, what's happening in our film life, let's go out and actually write a movie. Let's have um, Tootie direct it. Let's have Davey Dave and I produce it. And let me raise the money on the show. And let's crew up on the show. And let's show people how to do it by doing it. So that's what we're doing. And last week, we read the script on the show. Or the week before, we read the script yeah. on the show. Yeah, yeah. The script's done. Yeah. We gave it to actors. They love it. Yep. Just so you know, and I think you need to pull your pencils and pens out yes. right now. Not your phone. No, your notes. papers. Get your notes ready because next week I'm going to talk to investors and I'm going to raise the money for this short on the show. Nice. Very nice. Hey, now, let's could, see. Let's see the master in action. Hey, by know? the way, it could go all wrong. True. I could raise zero dollars. True. And we then could not financing. be making it. <laughs> True. Or, uh, or we can make it happen. Why are you going to go in some credit card debt, Roberts? Come on. Break out the gold card. Hey, we that's know you that's got old it. school. Off that's like top. when you were 20 years old. Um, but that's the plan. That's what we're going to do. So tune in if you want to hear about how, what it sounds like to talk to an investor and try to get money for your films. We're going to be doing that probably next week and maybe the week after. But first, today we're going to be talking to a very special DP, uh, and his name is Ryan Galvan. Yeah, Ryan. Welcome to the show, Ryan. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah, stay close to that mic, okay? Is this, is this close oh, enough? Yeah, is this it. close enough? Yeah, you're okay. Um, now, Ryan is a DP that we've all worked with. Um, and, uh, you know, how many movies have we done together, Ryan? Three? Three. Yeah, that's Correct. amazing. Yeah. But it is, And we met, like, uh, during the, the height of the um, right. pandemic, yeah. right? Yeah, this was, uh, we were going to do a project, and then the world locked down, yeah. and then it unlocked with our movie. Yeah. Um, I remember we we were on the, we were on this one street where we had like three houses and it was all exterior and you guys were talking about how you were going to shoot it and Sam's like oh yeah we're just going to kind of throw stuff on the cart we're just going to roll it down the street and we're going to go to the next house and then we're going to roll it down the street and go to the next house and I was just like thinking to myself is this going to be how we do it and that's exactly how we did it we just kind of kept the whole crew just walked down three streets remember that yeah I do. But you were um, in one of those scenes. I was in one of those scenes. The scene across the street. <laughs> but um, before we get to present time, um, how did you get started? Well, back in you know high school, I was a projectionist at a movie theater, and that was not for the love of film necessarily. Yet it was just more for you know that was the promotion that they gave me. I started as an usher, you know, sweeping the floor, and then worked at the box office, and then went to um, you know. Inevitably made it into the projection booth and was there for like six years, I think, total. And meanwhile, during that, I was, you know, riding bikes, riding BMX, you know, skateboarding, skate park, you know, lifestyle. And, you know, if I got injured, I'd pick up a camera and I would be filming with 
you know, the camera at the skate park and ended up uh, merging the two um, <clears throat> at a certain point and decided to go to film school and kind of had the goal of getting better equipment to take to the skate park. But also I really liked movies and like my dad had a really good collection of movies and I always watched movies that he had, but being at a movie theater and just seeing everything that would come in because I'd have to build it because it was on film. I'd have to build the print and watch it and screen it to make sure it worked before the theater, you know, we sold tickets. Uh, I got to see like everything and that kind of developed more into, you know, a love for filmmaking and I went to a film school and, um, yeah, through there I kind of fell more into cinematography once I tried a little bit of everything. Decided I wasn't a director, definitely wasn't an editor, definitely not an actor, but I really liked, you know, the camera and lighting. So You didn't even consider producing. No, no, I'm <laughs> sorry. It's not that kind of program. It is now, believe it or not, actually. Oh, but, really? Yeah, they, they have like a bunch of, they just got a new, uh, this is UNLV in Las Vegas, they got a new uh, producing kind of chair professor. Yeah, Are you from Vegas, Galvan? Uh, from San Diego, but I've been in Vegas, you know, since... Oh, really? most of my life yeah. Yeah, yeah okay you're from san diego yeah i am from san diego i don't talk about it that much because i don't know enough about san diego because oh, okay. i left very young yeah, yeah, um, yeah i do love san diego whenever i go back but people ask oh like where are you from and like i know mercy hospital that's it okay i got you <laughs> that's where i'm from mercy yeah, yeah, hospital yeah. Well, <laughs> vegas, you're, you're pretty much raised in vegas yeah, right yeah, vegas. yeah portland for a little bit and then vegas yeah, yeah. okay so real quick um i have a huge amount of respect for skateboarding cameramen Mm-hmm. because that's a hard gig, right? Because you got the skateboarder, and then you got the camera guy who's covering the skateboarder doing his tricks, and those things are pretty amazing. Some of that, some of that footage is remarkable. Did you do that kind of stuff? Yeah, yeah, that's what I did. I have a, basically had a whole career before you knew me in action sports. I worked, you know, I worked for Red Bull, I worked for Gatorade, I worked for Fox, Fans, um, so you're skateboarding sort of backwards while that guy's going forward, right? I mean, right, right, right. It was mainly BMX, but I was on a skateboard. Yeah, so <laughs> that's wow. crazy. So that's crazy, <laughs> dude. That's crazy. Okay, that's and uh, that action cam works pretty remarkable. Yeah. No wonder his ass is so quick with the turnaround, dude. He was on a skateboard <laughs> when he started off. Yeah, yeah. Just We're, talk right. Just get it right in there. Have to get like right in yeah, there. Yeah, you you got to get in there. Talking like that. You guys, you guys aren't like kissing your mics. Oh, because no, I, I always get I mine. actually am. Yeah, me too. I always do because I like to sound all sexy and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I told, tell this story, I don't know, I'm going to say once a week, but one of the advantages of being an old dog like myself that's made movies in you know a couple of decades um, is that, you know, there was a time when DPs, at least older DPs, would light something up and you'd shoot it and then you'd go to turn that scene around to go the other way and you'd have to leave for an hour, two hours, sometimes three hours to get a reverse shot. When I worked with you, we did the first shot, went to turn around. Mario Lopez said, I'm going to go get an acai bowl. I'll be right back. And literally as we was walking out, out the door, you say, I'm ready. And I'd never experienced that before. Like that ability that you've had to light a room and to have it ready. Also, you used a jib in a way that I've never noticed before. So can you explain a little bit about how, (laughs) what your process is? Yeah. I know when we do these kind of movies, you know, on a 16 day schedule, you have, you know, sometimes seven to 10 pages a day. And, um, I think the only way to really do that with any sort of quality for what, what I've learned to try to do is light the space and then you don't have to necessarily like light the whole room so that you don't have to worry about flipping everything at a certain point. Like you can just kind of turn the camera and we do that using, yeah, we, we have a dolly that has a cam- uh, like a dolly mounted camera jib. that's only like, you know, eight to 10 foot long. 
And using this system, you can put the camera anywhere in the room, looking any direction at a moment's notice. You can adjust the height, you can adjust, you know, you could dolly in, you could dolly out, you could slide left, slide right, you know, you put all these different camera movements into like this one system that makes it really quick to do, you know, any sort of move or any adjustment on the fly. Genius. <laughs> I thought it was pretty amazing. Um, there's a certain process that you go through making a movie, right? Sometimes the movie dictates, the crew dictates how long it's going to take to get a day. I think that you being as effective as you are at lighting scenes and getting your crew to do what it is that you need has dictated that in three movies that we've done together, we've, I don't think we've ever worked overtime. Maybe one time, and it was only to get a shot that you wanted. But, I don't know. I don't uh, think you ever have, dude. I think did we work overtime that one day in, in Colombia? You're like, it wasn't on my paycheck. So. <laughs> I don't think, uh, yeah, I didn't, yeah. I it is remarkable that we've always been able to do these movies. And I think it's partially because of how you light. Yeah. And the quality, yeah. like he said, because I did like when I made Made in Mexico, we turned the camera around a lot. But the lighting in retrospect, I mean, we shot it in six days. Some of the scenes, you know, because it wasn't we didn't have a lighting guy, but everything looks great and it moves so quick with you. You know what I mean? So you could turn Thank that you. camera around and it's like, like Lopez in the beginning, like he said, let's go get a acai bowl. Like, wait, what? We're ready? And then he was excited, but then he was also annoyed because he couldn't get an acai bowl, but then he thought he's going <laughs> to yeah, get done early. I've, I've, I've had him come up and tell me to chill slow out down. and slow down a little bit. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, it's happened. I don't yeah. know how many times. Has he really? Maybe. Yeah. I believe it. That's hilarious. It's sort of like the new wave. Like I said, I've been making movies for a long time and in numerous different decades, and I think the technology changes, the uh, the cameras change, right? You're shooting on an Alexa now. Now, is there something special about an Alexa that other cameras can't do or that older cameras, like film cameras, couldn't do? Is there anything unique? And is this the best one that you can shoot with? Um, to me, the camera shouldn't matter really all of that much. To me, the Alexa is the most sellable camera. It's the camera that everyone thinks is the best and everyone has in their mm -hmm. mind as like, the be all end all of cinematic quality, you know, and you know, there might be some truth to that in a certain way, aside from, you know, shooting on film, which is probably, that's obviously the most cinematic thing you can do. But, um, I think any camera is just, you know, a box that kind of captures light and you have your aperture, your shutter, you have your sensitivity and that's it. That's the camera. Uh, this camera in particular, I, I, have this camera because it is the most sellable it's the one that you know i can use to get the most work it's mm -hmm. the one that most of my clients will love yeah. and they do so that's why we go down that road but um yeah I, i'd like to think i could do the same work on anything you know yeah but so you're like a like when we were in nashville ryan was seeking out theaters that shot like 35 or that were showing 35 millimeter films and stuff like he's a he's a film guy you know what i mean so preference would you rather do film or would you rather shoot on alexa depending on the project it, it depends on the project it's entirely i couldn't say one over the other wait a minute have That's, you shot film i have in film school we actually shot on film i was we had a panavision at unlv uh g2 back then and um Damn. we had uh, michelle hugo was our cinematography chair who was an asc member and through his connection to panavision we were able to carry this camera the entire time i was there so all of my cinematography training as it was was on film that's crazy that's um, great that is i will say since i've graduated i've done a little 16 myself but nothing with sound because you know it's been like bolex mm -hmm. or uh this 
the Russian Bolex, which is the Krasnogorsk. I have three of those cameras actually myself because uh, they keep breaking, so I keep having to buy <laughs> new versions. But uh, I, I would love to, you know, have a celluloid acquisition, an analog film at some point. One of those to, G2s? Well, those, yeah. I mean, they have much better cameras now. Those oh, are okay, already yeah, old yeah. by the time we add them. That's why we add them. Because <laughs> I was trying to convince Robert into the short film we're doing, Beautiful Darkness, mm-hmm. to shooting on film. But <laughs> he wasn't down with it. <laughs> A lot of people think it costs more money. I don't know. It depends on your post-process, I guess. I think you could definitely make it equal. You can like equate it out to not cost that much more. But um, you know, you've, you've got to do your homework on it. There's people that only do that. And that's why they're able to do it. I think yeah. it's not always it's not just big movies that shoot on film. Like it's people that think it's worth the extra effort. I think. Yeah, dude. I remember shoot. I remember being at like Doctor Rostock. <laughs> no one's gonna remember who Doctor Rostock is, but there was a place called Doctor Rostock on Santa Monica Boulevard, and you would go there, and they would have all of the short ends. The short ends you could. Yeah. So you'd go in, and you'd be like, I need like. And Kodak actually took control of that space. That, that doesn't exist anymore, but Kodak now owns that space and does the same thing. Do you so. know what I'm talking about? Oh, oh you're talking about the space of short yeah. ends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, where, where that Rostock used to exist, Kodak owns that property, that exact building, and runs that business now. Oh, that's mm-hmm. funny. Yeah, but I used, to, I used yeah. to go there and, and, and back up my car <laughs> and like <laughs> pack in you know, all, uh, all of the uh, Rostock and... It, be 400 feet and you know be like changing oh god i hated that check the gate oh my god check the gate it is hard as i you know i own like i said we own an alexa mini which is and now an alexa 35 which is now the state of the art right right super 35 we've been shooting with that since it's since it's release i've had mine for a couple months now and we're getting used to that for sure but you know i would love to like not use that camera all the time but the fact that i have the best one it yeah. makes it kind of hard to not use it. So it's like, do you want the free camera that's the best one? Or do you want to go out of your pocket and help me pay for yeah. a process that might be more you know, appropriate for the movie, but is going to actually cost you money? Versus I would give you this for free if you say no. You know, It's hard to have anyone say yes. That's a good deal. Mm. Something to think about, Robert. Well, Something look, it, about. It's, mm. a, it's a creative mm. decision. Those decisions aren't mine. I mean, unless I don't have the money. But, you know, if, if it if it's, makes more sense to shoot on film, then by all means, let's have a conversation. Um, yeah, I think, it's, I think it's really interesting how technology continues to, you know, change and DPs continue to get, more efficient. I don't want to say better, right? Because I think that there's, there's great DPs that take a long time. There's great DPs that don't take a long time, right? It doesn't, doesn't really matter how long you take or how long it takes to light a scene. But I think that the technology has given us the ability to work faster. So there's movies that we've done together. I'm, I'm very proud of. I think Santa Fe is one of the, my favorite movies I've ever made. And I think uh, stepping into the holiday, which comes out on the 25th of November is going to be a real, uh, a, a real success. I think people are going to love it and it looks great. Thank you. <laughs> More importantly, I think that your AC is a very big part of what you do. Yes. Uh, Triana. She's Triana. here with us today too. Right? She's yeah. here. So how important is it to have someone pulling focus and someone that you 
work closely with that you know well is that important i mean from look from what i see when i first met you guys i didn't know you know how many times you guys had worked together or anything like that but it was very interesting to me that there was no measuring going on again i come from a different decade right so i didn't you know there was no, i never once saw you guys measure the from the camera to the face of the <laughs> of the actor and i've seen that a million times I didn't see you guys do it once. What is that process that you guys go through and how much do you need her to be doing what she's doing for you to do what you're doing? Yeah, I mean, we, we've definitely done that sort of thing, but I don't know. I mean, maybe you haven't been in the room, but I think what she does best is just work kind of behind the scenes quietly and does all that stuff without anybody noticing. Like that, like she's kind of just a focused ninja. Triana, do you yeah. measure? I guess depending on the shot, I try to. And if we don't have time, I, I pretty much at least get a mark. And then when we turn around, I try to have Ryan match that mark. And I I guess I can be pretty vocal to Ryan about the, about it. I'm like, oh, Ryan, you're two inches too far. <laughs> no, <laughs> she was, when we first worked on um, Fleece Navy Dad, like Melissa Joan Hart would go to her for to see if we got it. You know what I mean? She was actually... That's when I first noticed. I go, she's the one who's running the ship here. Right. So Melissa would go, we go, Triana? And she was like, no, let's do it again. And they'd go, okay, let's do it again. And so <laughs> I was like, damn. Changed. That hasn't changed. That hasn't, hasn't changed? changed, no. Yeah. It's funny because they also call me the eagle eyes because I feel like I'm the one that always calls out if someone has flyaways, if someone has something in their teeth, anything like that. Or their that. nose. They always, I feel like people get a little mad when I, I say, oh, wait, one minute. And I'm like, oh, this person actually had a flyaway. They're Certain like, kinds of people might get upset, but not the ones that care about the final product because <laughs> yeah. your work is what makes it really excel, I yeah. feel like, at the end of the day. No, you're super important. Like, super, super important. Like, you're there. She's on the monitor. You're, like, right up against the monitor, pulling focus, and you're, like, like I said, you know, Melissa looked to you to ask if the shot was cleared, and you're like, let's do it again. And she's like, okay, let's do it again. Yeah, and you know? sometimes and so, it wouldn't even be a words, right? She would just be looking at, at Triana, and Triana would be like, yeah, you know, nod, yeah. and then yeah, yeah. and then she'd move on. But like eventually, it got to the point where like there was no words. But by the way, that was every director so far. They like with Jody and then uh, David. Like they David. all eventually. And, uh, and it's everybody funny. leans on Triana. And yeah. it's funny because I feel like they all pass it on to each other. Like David met me, and he was like, "Oh, Melissa told me that I'm gonna need you on right, this." Right, show. right, right. But you're super important. You know, it's really, really important. Well, thank you, Tony. It's more than it's more than that, though. Like you guys see all that. You see the stuff on set, but like. You know, when I get the script, we read it together. And before we go into anything, yeah. you know, we do that work together. She really, I mean, she is a director. She works as an AC, but she's actually a director. And, you know, we look at the script and she helps me do my work better. You know, yeah. you know, it's that kind of stuff is the stuff that I really think makes the biggest difference in your films that that's right. you've never seen before. That's but right. it's all there. Yeah, that's right. And by the yeah. way, I didn't mean to not mention you are a director. You are a director. I've seen your movie. I've seen your movie. You are a very good director. Well, thank you, um, Mark. And, uh, and you guys, uh, you know, are an amazing team. Yeah. I, I would imagine at some point, you know, you're going to have to separate from each other because she's going to become a director. Oh, no, I guess not, because then no. she'll go no, be no, directing no, no, and then you'll yes. be DP. I'll, right. I'll work for her. It'll, yeah. Yeah, it'll, right. yeah, it'll be great. Don't be getting in fights on set. <laughs> uh, Ryan said the other day, I'm better with her than without her. Oh, which I thought was, look that, at that. That was very cute. Look at <laughs> Didn't have Why are you anything spilling that I right said, now, I said, I said that in confidence. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, I didn't realize. Come on, Roberts. <laughs> she you didn't even know. know about that. Oh, she didn't know about that one? Now you know. Oh, that's sweet. 
but you guys are a great team. I think uh, I don't think I've, we've ever been on a set where anyone was upset that she called out the no. flyaway, right? No, 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 no I, I see it as a joke. Anyone from moving on, they always look at me. I'm like, oh no. <laughs> People no, be mad at me, but I only say it as a joke. It's been cool working with you guys. There's a comfort that comes with working with the same crew, you know, and working with you guys has been a, a pleasure. And it's, it's like, you know, it's like going to work with your family, yeah. right? You show up, you kind of know what everyone's going to do. You know who to count on. I know that, you know, no matter what happens, whether there's a tornado watch or whatever is, whatever is going down, that we're going to figure it out together somehow, you know, with Sam, with you guys. Um, we had a, you know, we, we had some, some trying situations in, uh, in Colombia and in Nashville that we, you know, we made it through and the, the film's beautiful because of it. But I think as it refers to making films and, and camera work and, and DPing and all that, it's an art, you know, and you guys make it look super easy. Yeah. So tell me about working with the jib. Yeah, we have a remote head. It's a, uh, two axis not stabilized but it's a two axis remote head for anyone who knows what i'm talking about and yeah you hang that from the end of the jib and then you mount the jib on the dolly and if you lay one piece of track you know whatever the length might be 10 12 14 feet whatever it might be you can essentially use the fulcrum of the jib which you know works in a circle right so the camera can go in a circle circling the dolly and then you can slide the dolly along the track and using those two axes of movement you can basically move the camera anywhere in the room and dolly left dolly right push in pull out go up go down um at any time so the point the point being yes i can stand not not just that but I, i can stand on the monitor with the director i don't have to be curled up in a ball in the corner under the table trying to shoot some coverage i can stand next to the director and say do you like this like or you know do you think like like what if she said that line like looking at him versus looking at the floor or what if she said that line looking at the floor versus looking at him and we can sit there and we could film make together you know yeah we can actually adapt what's happening in real time with enough pace to not slow down a production like the ones we've been doing you know like we don't have a lot of time but we can still do our best work in this way yeah Yeah. no it's it's uh it's impressive remember when the um when the thing went down remember when the thing went down oh yeah yeah i don't know what we were gonna do we were reliant on that no well i know what we were gonna do triana jumped on her phone (laughs) walked away and came back and had the answer yeah Yeah, I, i i stood there with my mouth open like oh my god what are we gonna do and then she said we're gonna do this i called them it's fixed that was my yeah. favorite because you were you were like you were just like you were it's it was weird because you kept moving the wheels like thinking something was going to happen and nothing would happen and nothing yeah. would happen and I just trip. kept I just kept resetting the system hoping it would wake back up and it never did. But. What was the answer to that? Um, I called customer service and apparently I don't know if maybe someone walked by and switched something accidentally, but some of the settings were messed up on it. And Jeff's turn. To be honest, Sabotage. Sabotage. To be honest I think it was a ghost. I'm pretty certain that <laughs> that farm was haunted. Really? Because yeah, it, it it's totally like it's unexplainable. Like the fix we had to do was so deep in the menu, I didn't know it went that deep. Like we had to like like go into the system and change something that was like 
you know, five menu pages deep that I've never gone more than two. And I don't think even Jeff knows how to do that. You know, right. so it wasn't just somebody push the button. No, there was no button. You would, you'd have to push a button, then another button, then scroll the wheel, push another button, scroll to the bottom, hit another button. And it's on that menu. Oh, dude, that place is haunted. Yeah, For maybe sure. it was a ghost. <laughs> Watch the movie on uh, November 25th yeah. and see if you can see the ghost. Yeah, yeah. spot the ghost. <laughs> That's uh yeah, it was freaky. Speaking of, I was looking for a new song for a diner scene in our movie Stepping Into the Holidays, yeah. which is coming out in December. Yeah. David Davis. On, on Lifetime. David Davis in it. I think you make a little cameo. The back yeah. of your head does. Yeah, you know, you're oh, on yeah, the cart. Yeah, 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 you know. But, um, but anyway, I was on ExtremeMusic.com because I needed, sometimes it's not all score. Sometimes you're in a diner and the score brings you in and then characters are just talking. But in a diner, they usually have like a radio playing. Right. Right. So I had to go to ExtremeMusic.com and search out like, oh, it's the holiday time. It's a diner. They want to keep it light. Did you just plug that in like that? Holiday diner? I do. Really? Holiday Diner or this I punch in uh, or I punch in like I think of the song I think Jingle Bells or I think Jingle Bells with guitars or I think Jingle you know whatever yeah. Jingle Bells a cappella and it whatever they have pops up and I listen to it and I download it and I try it. Yeah. And I found something I really liked so I sent it in. So check it out. Extreme Music has a search tool it's an upgraded search tool. So now you can pick a certain piece of a song. Right. So if you, if you like, let's say you're listening to a song and only the beginning 10 seconds works for you, yeah. but you want to find other things that sound like that, the tool picks that piece of the song and searches the rest of its database to see if there's anything like Very it. Nice. That's wow. pretty cool, right? Because wow. sometimes, you know, look, if you're, if you're a composer and you're supplying music to Russ and Extreme Music, you want the songs to have peaks and valleys, right? So they start kind of, you know, slow, then they get big, and then they get slow again. They, so they give you all kinds of different feels in one song so that you can literally pick a piece of it and use it rather than just use the whole song. Yeah. So if you find something you like, you could just pick that piece and it'll search the rest of its database for that kind of field yeah. music. So it's good stuff. When you're working on a film, there's obviously more than just a director, right? There's producers, there's actors that have power like Mario on his movies. Do they look to you or ask you questions or tell you to do something or, or ask you if you need another take? Does any of that kind of stuff happen? No, I feel like it's all a collaboration and I have my sensibility, but it's a director's medium and I want to make sure the director's making the movie they want to be making and I'm helping them do that in the best way I can. I don't want to, you know, I'm not directing. I, I don't think, I definitely have an opinion about all those questions and I could just go and give my response, but that's not necessarily always my job. And I, I try to be very careful about what is my job and what isn't. And, you know, I love being involved in those kinds of things because that's what it's all about. I love a director that gives me, that, that understands that I understand the script, that knows that I understand editing, that I understand, you know, color and, you know, like, like palette and being able to like go in and have something to say about the costume, about the production design, about, you know, where are we going to cut from here? Or, you know, did we get enough dialogue in that, in that angle to cover what we're going to need later? You know, like I have my opinion about all of that and the directors that, understand that i think we, we we definitely work the best and i i feel the the most involved and the happiest you know on those sets that's awesome yeah and i think that that 
like with Lopez, I know for you know working with you guys, he sees that you know actors' talent see that because you you do have a lot of confidence because you know what you're doing, and not saying that the, the directors don't, but they're kind of like all over the place, like they're going over their script and like did we get this and you're just chill, and so mm-hmm. they see that and they come to you and they say hey do we need this or do we need that. And, yeah, so, and, and a lot of the time, I think that that comes from us working together so frequently. Like we've had repeat directors um, on these projects. I don't think we actually have. We've had unique. Yeah. We've had a unique. And, but it's like you know they are coming into our group, and we need to make them feel welcome and involved, and that it is their show. But you know we work together all the yeah. time. So yeah, it's easy for you know Meyer to come over and ask me something that is a convenient, easy answer. But sometimes you know I. I want to make sure that the director's in earshot and you know if i say something that's not going against something that they believe in because i uh, mario would often once you guys would cut and they'd be like okay uh yeah i think we got it i think he would always go galvan yeah (laughs) (laughs) he'd be looking for some sort of head nod from you so that you could know we can move on because he knew that he he was so quick and he was getting what he needed and so lopez would be you know he would look to you for you know if if everything would they got everything they needed. Yeah, you know. I'm I'm especially proud of a couple of the shots in in um, stepping into the holiday. Uh, I, I know you wanted that nighttime shot from ex- from the exterior of the the diner, and I, mm-hmm. I actually really like that shot. I think it's a really pretty shot in the movie. Wow, he complimented you. That's, yeah, that's wow. rare here. Yeah. And he uh, shoots everybody down. No, that's not <laughs> true. And I also we got the shot from the other side when he's dancing yeah. and you got the shards of light coming through. So right? listen yeah. to Galvan, Robert. I love that shot. I put I'm going to get my t-shirt. I'm going to get my t-shirt. <laughs> listen to listen Galvan. To Galvan. Yeah. I like that. I like um, that. Yeah, that's good, right? Let's make, let's make him. Um, but no, it's, it's, been, it's been awesome working with you. We actually have never had a DP on the show. No. So this is kind of the first opportunity for people to listen and to see, you know, what a DP has to say. It's a conversation that you have to have if you're a director, you know, you have to co- collaborate. And we were hoping that you guys would work on the film that we're doing here on the show, Beautiful Darkness, which is written by Tootie, directed by Tootie, produced by me and uh, David Dave. But uh, we were hoping that you guys would do that. Will you do that? On the yeah. spot. No, definitely. Oh, I, I, all I, right. I told, I told Mark go. already. We I got told it. Mark already, I, you know. <laughs> I love the work that Tootie's done in the past, and I'd, I'd love to be a part, and I love working with you guys. All right, cool. So then we're going to be working on that hopefully late January. Yep. Hopefully we're not on a, another Christmas movie by then. No, I don't think so. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I think uh, that's awesome that you guys would do that. It's uh, What a pleasure. And I, and I, I want, I want um, Tootie to have the best, and I think you guys are the best. Um, and it's been a, it's been a pleasure working with you guys on three films. I hope we get to do fifty more together, you know, and hopefully the budgets go up. We would love that. We're thinking about spending some time on a beach for the next one, so we'll see what happens. That'd be good. Spoilers. That'd be good. Wouldn't that be something? Yeah. Huh? Wouldn't that well, be something? Well, not beautiful darkness. It's not gonna be on a beach. No, <laughs> no, no that one's not. Or are we gonna go to the not. beach? Hey, I'm cool with that. I, I thought you wanted a beach shot. I did want a beach shot. Part beach but it's okay we'll figure it out yeah thank you guys so much for coming by saying hello being on the show imparting your knowledge um you know like i said part of our goal here is to just kind of inspire people let them know that you know a lot of these people that you meet on your movies whether they're indies or they're uh features for streamers or whoever um you know these people become your friends and you trust them and you you go get wake up every day and go to battle making movies independent films or any movie that has practical locations is unpredictable 
you never know what's going to happen it's not like walking into a stage and you got everything under control you just don't know and you got to be there with people that you uh that you trust and we trust you guys so thanks for being on the show we appreciate it um and we'll see you soon we'll keep talking about beautiful darkness yeah talk about it right now after the show yeah we'll we'll wrap up and talk about it thanks for listening to let's no come on robert you were almost there thanks for (laughs) listening to film hustlers we'll see you next time good job good job